2: another episode of the yoga revealed podcast and here we are again jonah here we are third time third time the charm baby let's go yeah i might be the most
1: interviewed guest on yoga Revealed.
2: yeah it's either between you my teacher rocky or dylan warner hey
1: you got three with dylan
2: yeah 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 nice i love dylan dylan's a legend he's it a sweetheart yeah <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And so do you. Hey. So do you, my brethren. Cheers, brother. Straight up.
1: In the jungles of Costa Rica.
2: I know. From the streets of Venice to the jungles of Costa Rica. Here we go.
1: (laughs) It's cool to just see where you live, bro. And and Mm -hmm. immerse and drink tea and adventure.
2: Yes. Cheers to the adventures. The many adventures to come. Cheers. So brings me a lot of joy to be here in costa rica and have the opportunity to jump into this conversation because this has been a long time coming man like seven or eight years of friendship now and definitely just witnessing all the beauty blossoming and all the continuous adventures from you know the streets of venice beach to rossel with you know, Val jumping around, and yeah. Dev, and then now we're here in Costa Rica leading our second 200-hour yoga teacher training right. for Become a Yogi. big man, second teacher training,
1: mm-hmm. two under our belt. I feel I feel really good about this one, and I just feel like they keep getting better, and they keep evolving, and <laughs> the way we work together and complement each other has, has
2: been awesome, so. Definitely. I think almost a uh, 100 students. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's pretty incredible to think that, you know, we were in Venice Beach, both, like, you know, traveling and teaching classes, and then, like, see the evolution of both of our careers, like, you're now, you know, with Nike as one of Nike's yoga trainers, and, like, that's so incredible, and just to, like, witness, like, the continuous evolution, I'm here in Costa Rica, like, retreat centers in the making. you know, like, this is...
1: You're inspiring me a lot, you've always been a big thinker, and I feel like, you know, you just having the the courage to move to a foreign country and and just be a leader out here and show people that there's another way yeah. is, uh, is inspiring for me just even living at your house. I'm like, hmm, I'm starting to rethink the city life a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: you never know until you go. Hey. You never know until you go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like it's uh, the real magic of having the opportunity to see a different perspective. And I've been coming here since 2012, so it's kind of been like, you know, nudging at me for a long time. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, it was just immediate that I needed to make a decision for at least the next five to ten years of my life that could really become a way of living, Mm. uh, a lifestyle change. Mm. And I really felt that living... The lifestyle in Venice Beach—it just wasn't sustainable for my heart, you know. Like the amount of uh, waste just on a daily basis, uh, whether it's you know going to Air one and just you know throwing away the little carton that they give you to you know um, the amount of gas that it took to get from Venice Beach all the way to my clients and you know Bel Air, Beverly Hills—it's like traffic, traffic, just energy, you yes. know? And so
1: it's not, uh, it's not optimal design.
2: Definitely. Yeah. We talked about design with yeah. Steven Brooks, huh? Exactly. <laughs>
1: it's rubbing off on me already. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like this is the perfect place to host the trainings and I mean, really a perfect place to live. It's, it's very free, you know, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's cool to see, I mean, I know you kind of got stuck here a little bit or not stuck, I should say, but you yeah. decided to stay here during yeah. the course of the pandemic. And Look, you just didn't look back. Yeah, We're yeah. What a great place to plant new seeds and grow new roots, and you know,
2: it's fertile ground. You know, it's fertile ground, exactly. <laughs> it really is. So, I wanted to speak a little bit more about, you know, what we've been creating with this become a yogi, and also like some more about like why you decided to to reach out and to really start doing these teacher trainings.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like, you know. I did my first teacher training when I was seventeen years old with my wow. father, and That's wild. Um, you know, so just having t- taught for so many years and and having taken so many trainings and also assisted you know dozens of trainings, including mm-hmm. three hundred hours. I just felt like a few years ago. Well, we did the first one actually on Zoom in, in twenty twenty yeah. in the summer, which went really really well, and then we did the first one in person last year. Mm-hmm. Now this year, so I felt like I just was. Kind of ready. I don't know. I, you you get to a point where it's like it's kind of like an evolution. Like you you first gotta practice teaching a bunch, and you just do it for, you know all over the place, and you take everything you can get, and you teach your friends, and I still teach my friends. But that's the way. <laughs> yeah, friends oh, first. Friends <laughs> first. And then you kind of just you know it keeps evolving, and eventually you just you want to like share it so much where you want to teach other people how to teach it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I feel like that's just the natural evolution, and and um, I was really fortunate to have had some incredible mentors like my father and my uncle and, and also be handed down such an incredible program that's been evolved for you know over 30 years. Yeah. My father's teacher training program, when he first started leading them, there was no such thing as a teacher training. That's so wild to think <laughs> yeah, of. There was no yoga line. So he was really just like trying to just figure it out and how mm-hmm. what's the best way we can pass this yoga lineage down. And, and um, I just felt like I was ready to pass the torch from him on to new students and and continue the lineage. And I feel like it's just my honor and like duty. It feels like I really don't have
2: another way. (laughs) So That's beautiful. I feel like that's the real magic of the the guru and sannyas or the guru and student relationship is like this deep sense of realizing that, you know, when the, the cup overflows, like there's nothing left to do other than to share. And I feel like it's been so beautiful to witness how even being in your father's 300 hour and doing that online during the pandemic and like just seeing how potent his teachings are and seeing how much of his teachings have really flowed into you but seeing also how you have evolved your own style and your own you know taste and your own flavor and it's really beautiful to see
1: thank you for seeing that and yeah it's course I'm, I'm deeply, deeply inspired by his teachings and have taken on so much and I don't know where I'd be without that, okay. um, but I've also had some other incredible teachers, including yourself, and I feel like, um, you know, our training is so unique because we get so many different perspectives, mm-hmm. and um, even just having you there with acro yoga and bringing that sense of playfulness and, yeah. and feel-good flows and, you know, just your yoga I feel like really fits into the modern world that we live in. And, um, to have that, I just feel like our training become a yogi really balances like the classical with like the new and like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, in, uh, how would you say it? Innovative.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The innovation is key. I feel like that's the real evolution of humanity. Definitely. And right now we're living in some very unique changing times. And I think it's more important now than ever for yogis to also realize that our practice has to change. Mm. And the way that we practice, the way that we approach the practice, and also the different types of modalities that we're incorporating into our practice. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the really wonderful practices that you've incorporated into your own holistic approach towards yoga?
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, for me, it's kind of, and obviously, I'll, comes back to you know the physical practice and because how you do anything is how you do everything so i feel like you know when i'm practicing consistently it kind of translates into everything else that i do Mm -hmm. um but you know meditation i think you know is pretty important to me i mean we start our our days off with 30 minutes of silent meditation and i feel like it just sets the tone for the whole day for our entire training yeah and and that's just the proof in the pudding right there And, and that's that's impacted my life in that way. So just to bring it into the trainings, is, it feels really right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, just to even how we eat, you know, giving a blessing before the food, does those prana rituals, yeah. breath work. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's so much. But I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, one of the things that is so powerful about coming to a training and something that even benefits me as being a leader, I feel like I get... Sometimes even more benefit than the students because you know, <laughs> they teach me so much and we're all in this together. Um, we're all in this together and we're in this this container mm-hmm. that really allows us to all focus on the same thing and have no distractions. Yeah. And you can live like a yogi. You can eat like a yogi. You can breathe like a yogi and really just live this lifestyle collectively for 21 days
2: and you you come out changed. Yeah, know? after twenty one days, you become a yogi. You really do. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: as cheesy as it might sound, you know we're we're, we're really doing it. Like you know, it's, it's
2: good it's, vegan cheese. Come on, <laughs> straight so, up. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super super grateful, and and we've
1: we've been. Attracting some really high vibe people. I mean, Seriously. The people in our group. I mean, we have people from all over the world, Some incredible
2: human beings. Some
1: really intelligent, you know, strong men and women, and it's mm. just—it's so fun, man. It really, it's like yoga summer camp.
2: It's honestly—it's like the best summer camp ever. It really is. Seriously, and and the amount of diversity that we have between like women and men, and you know, we even have you know, some LGBT people in there. And also there's just like a deep sense of everyone being open to learning from each other. And I think that's really the magic of it is that there's a diversity. And I feel that's really what yoga is. It's a a union. It's a union of all the opposites. It's a union of all the differentiations and spectrums of humans coming together to see how this practice can work for them and can continuously bring them a deep sense of ease while they draw forth in a bigger awareness of the bliss that's all around them.
1: Definitely, yeah, I think it de- it, it dissolves that, that separation that we all think we have on the outside and it kinda just melts all that, melts all those illusions away. I mean, look, we have, like you said, such a diverse training and and we're all just, no one thinks about that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just everyone comes together and collaborates and builds flows and builds ideas and, and it's, <laughs> It's just really cool to see what comes from that.
2: I wanted to hear about what's come from some of your travels lately, Mm. because I mean I've seen you all the way in like Saudi Arabia, and you know (laughs) I think that you had a a few little uh, Southeast Asia. Were you in? Were you Uh, in? I wasn't in Asia. I did a little bit of Europe. I've been doing a lot of like
1: you know Asia's been kind of tough the last year Mm -hmm. just because of the pandemic and Bali just opened up, but
2: yeah, Bali. i'll be there bali
1: 2023 maybe don't tell them don't tell (laughs) them yeah so just uh you know the travels have kind of i wouldn't say tapered down but i would just say they've been a little bit more local Mm -hmm. you know mexico is really easy but there's also so many incredible places within mexico yeah um so i've been able to explore some of that some really epic waterfalls and just you know create content that's another thing that i love to do is just create magic and art and and work with other like you know creatives mm-hmm. and
2: uh yeah so and what's your inspiration nowadays with creating art because i feel like you know instagram has changed yeah, a lot It has. and i feel that the environment itself has become so much more sensitive mm. and i feel like it's so important for us to like really speak to how we're evolving as creators because essentially like we're inspiring you know hundreds of thousands of people online it's like like what has inspired you to create from that space of your heart Mm, great question wow you know i guess i'll
1: just start by you know instagram specifically obviously has been a huge proponent to reaching a lot of people for us and um the platform's changing like rapidly. I mean, the whole world's changing in that sense, and it's not really a photo sharing app. It's mostly video, so I definitely have been focusing more on not just video, where it's like, oh, we're gonna showcase like you know this incredible like fabricated lifestyle or you know specific shots, but mostly like really telling stories. So I've been doing, um, I've been trying to put more intention and thought into really just like creating stories and messages through the videos that have like you know real yoga themes that can inspire people and, and help people. So um, I'm working on a few things right now. I want to do a short documentary. That's like one of my goals. Haha, uh-huh. on what? Um, so there's a few ideas. One of them is uh, I want to talk about the happiness study in, um, I think it's not Tibet, it's, uh, it's a nearby country. Bhutan. Bhutan. And yeah. Yeah, so I want to go there and, and tell that story and kind of... We
2: can go to Bhutan. I actually taught a dude in Mexico who is a mountain biker, who mountain bikes every single year through Bhutan, because wow. it's one of the best ways to be able to get to the temples, because obviously you can't really reach them through cars because yeah. everyone walks there. So it's like one of the best ways because you're on a bike, you know, you get to see all the sights. So that would be that, that I would be down for that journey for sure. It'd be
1: like a yoga revealed in Bhutan. You know, these are the happiest. I mean, they, they did a study that they found that the happiest people in the world live there. Hmm. And they, one of my friends, he's an author, his name is Sunil Gupta. He's, he told me. Oh
2: yeah. He was in my yoga teacher training. 300 hours. Yeah.
1: yeah. He (laughs) talks, uh, he he basically says that one of the, the main things that they ask these people is if or one of the the signifying things that makes them happy is if they were to be in a place of trouble or a place of need mm-hmm. how many how many of you or if you just ask the audience could call someone and know that they'd be there for you
2: oh. and depending
1: on that answer you know that actually ironically changes your happiness which i thought was really interesting like i'm trying to think if i was in danger like how many people can I call that I know would show up and be there or help me in that situation? Yeah, and that's an interesting thing to think about, especially like with your circle and your friends and you know, not just family, but yeah, who's really got that unconditional
2: love for you? So. Yeah, who's got your back through through day and night, through the darkness and the light? You know, mm. you got to make sure that people are not just there conditionally, but unconditionally.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah.
1: I also want to go back to India. It's been a few years. So I definitely want to go back to the Holy Land. What
2: part's calling you?
1: Um, I want to go somewhere different. I've been to, you know, I've done the Golden Triangle and I've done Varanasi. So I want to do something more like maybe Mysore, Mm -hmm. get back to the Ashanga roots, Ah. study with uh, Sharath Joyce, maybe, if he's around. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, just kind of immerse myself there. Because I I mean, our our trainings definitely have a strong. Ashtanga focus, in the beginning at least, to build that foundation, so I feel like it'd be cool to to immerse myself in, in, in Ashtanga and just kind of soak up that wisdom over there.
2: Yeah, man, I heard that it's really potent. Um, my good friend Alec has studied there for quite some time, and I've been like, dude, like, I really want to go back and, like, have some Ashtanga vibes, you know, yeah, and, like,
1: really, like... Just that one-on-one teacher to student, like, get adjusted and, you know... As we know and Become a Yogi, it's not really about mastering all the poses, but there's something about just being in India and and, and just immersing yourself, you know, and yeah. eating like the yogis do, the dal and the curries and the, the kitchen. The samosas. The, samosa. the
2: samosas. I love samosas, man. Dude, in, the, samosas
1: my favorite part, in my part about India is the food. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's so good.
2: Yeah, and the people. The people are mm. so kind. They really are. I remember just being there and just, like, witnessing the humble nature of everyone no matter if they're you know the i was
1: just gonna say that you know if there was one thing to describe indian people it's humility mm-hmm. and i was trying to like wrap my head around why people in india have that and i kind of made this realization that there's just so many indians like i mean there's i mean they have one of the largest populations, so yeah. almost they have no choice but to like realize they're part of this like bigger and that's what instills that humility within them, because mm-hmm. there's so many. Like you,
2: there's so you know. many, but I also feel that it's a lot of uh, their cultural upbringing, because they're really deeply rooted in the Hindu philosophy. Definitely. And the Hindu philosophy in its own is like this deep-rooted wisdom of everyone is part of the whole.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what, it's not just like the number of people, but it's like they realize that in order to get anything done, they have to work together yep. and coexist. And, mm-hmm. and there's lo- there's not as much ego there because it's like everyone has to work to get the job done. It's like I call it organized chaos. You know, mm-hmm. if you ever walk the streets of India, you see like everyone has a role and, and things are just moving and things just magically get done. That's
2: mm-hmm. it's it's, true. It's,
1: it's really cool.
2: Yeah, I feel like nowadays, like with all of the you know, social media and all the distractions and all of the, you know, whether it's sicknesses going around, you know, we got monkeypox and this and that. It's like there's so many things that pull us away from that deep rooted awareness of how we all are uh, integral part to the whole. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you if you were to give, you know, our listeners, our students, uh, people out there some words of advice on how to stay rooted into that daily practice, uh, what would they be?
1: Mm. You know, it may sound simple, but it, to stay rooted in a daily practice, I would, the first thing I would say is like, just change your environment or, or, or put yourself in a, in a place where it supports that practice mm-hmm. because if you're if you're not, then it's just gonna you're gonna be working against yourself and it's it's gonna be too much energy.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know if you if you wake up and you're you're hanging out with yogis, you know it's <laughs> like it's it's not gonna be hard to meditate in the morning because yeah. you know just like at teacher training, it's almost expected. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it all comes back to who you're surrounding yourself with and and, and that community. Um, so yeah, I mean. But then again you have to attract that community. So you also have to you might have to go through a period of time where you you walk alone for a bit, you know, and that and that's the path of a yogi. Yeah. But eventually, you know, something beautiful happens and you begin to attract like-minded people. But um so if you're if you're at that place and you know I I I have been there. I, sometimes I feel like I'm there right now, you know. In reality, we all are kind of walking this path alone, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um yeah, I think attracting like-minded people and and being around that really makes everything a lot sweeter and easier
2: definitely yeah i feel like the community is so key um but i did want to touch on something that you said as far as like you know walking alone like Mm. we are really are alone on our own path our own journey um how would you say that you know a yogi or a listener someone who's just getting started in their practice can really find that sense of authenticity in what they're doing
1: you know, I feel like with, with authenticity really it's, it's not that complicated. I feel like you just kind of have to focus on what feels good. So if something's working in your life or, you know, you, you've, you've got to experiment, right? Experiment mm-hmm. first and then whatever feels good, listen to that and honor that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then ultimately you can share that and then it's going to feel authentic, you know, because like we're constantly being flooded with information. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be a podcast or a yoga teacher training and I even tell you know the students this and that you know you're gonna learn a lot of things here but the things that you share are the things that are gonna be deeply that, that impacted you mm-hmm. so I feel like that's one of the ways that I can remain as authentic as possible is only share the things that have deeply resonated and changed my life or impacted me yeah um, so yeah I would say experimentation is key try everything, try other movement arts, try other forms of meditation, breath work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just put yourself out there and plant a lot of seeds. And then, you know, just you, you'll end up seeing which what what gets watered and what gets nurtured.
2: Yeah, I like that because yeah. it's, it really is like planting seeds. I feel like when it comes to your yoga practice, when it comes to uh-huh. the different modalities of movement that you decide to you know expand into it's like you're planting a seed and you have to cultivate it you have to water it you have to consistently do it otherwise it doesn't actually develop into anything you know there's a lot of people that you know they'll just you know dig little shallow holes like a little shallow hole there a little shallow hole there and it's like if you don't actually go deep then you're never really going to catch those gems or get those golden nuggets that you're really looking for
1: yeah, I love that. There's a really cool story of the Buddha. It's kind of a silly one, but he, uh, after he was fully enlightened sitting underneath the Bodhi tree, he started to walk the the nearby villages of northern India and just sharing his teachings. But as he would do that, people kind of recognized his, his light and his, mm-hmm. his gift, and they would come out of their homes and they would say, you know, who are you? Like, he had this like aura to him, you know, I can only imagine. Um, but I think we all have that aura, like, you know... <laughs> There's definitely
2: it's all inside, you all you gotta do is write. polish it. Yeah, you know, I'm sure
1: people come to you, they're like, Whoa, how are you so happy all the time? You know, making smoothies and waffles and- <laughs> <laughs> But you know, so people would come out of their businesses and be like, Who are you? Like he had this glow, this 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 presence. And he just would simply answer, I'm a farmer. Oh <laughs> Because I just plant seeds, you know, and my thoughts and my actions and of my mind to the seeds and and the fruit is is this these gifts, you know? Mm. So I just think it's silly that... <laughs> I think it's amazing that he's like, I'm, a, I'm just a farmer. It's true. It's all, we're all planting I'm, seeds. I'm a huge believer in... Um, it's not even I believe. It's just I feel like at this point, it's a law of the universe, but karma, you know? I truly have witnessed the... The reality of karma and how we do create our own worlds that we live in through our thoughts and our actions and um you know what you put out is what you get back and it multiplies too it expands mm-hmm. so whatever you focus on gets bigger yeah so whatever you put your energy and attention to grows and it expands and and that goes the same for negativity you know if you focus on the black dot like we talked mm-hmm. about you know, <laughs> that black hole just gets bigger and you get sucked into it so it's really important to wisely choose where you where you put your energy and attention because the mind is pretty fragile and it's it's very um, turbulent and we're constantly you know battling Mm -hmm. and um, the more you can bring yourself back to a place of stillness that's why i think meditation is almost essential because you're just basically giving your mind a second
2: to rest Mm yeah and it's so imperative now especially with all of the multitudes of things that we can do you know it's like everything is literally at our fingertips and with all of that access it also brings forth a deep sense of awareness that we have to hone in the discipline so that we can choose with a deeper sense of discernment what we actually want to focus our energy into exactly, exactly. yeah
1: yeah Discipline's key
2: so for our yogis who are you know at home on their path who are just now you know getting into their practice or maybe they're just now getting into teaching what are some of the main things that you would say for new yoga teachers to focus on maybe give me three three things for new yoga teachers to focus on Mm
1: great question yeah if you're a new yoga teacher I I feel like um, just teach as much as you can first of all I think just give it away and don't expect anything back in return Hmm. I think it's got to come from that that pure place
2: Mm -hmm.
1: otherwise it's going to be you know yeah it's just not going to work I think you just have to give it away purely and freely Um, and then Abundance will will come from that because as you've seen and as I've seen, if when you help people, it's like they want to help you, and um, and there's a lot of gratitude and it becomes an energy exchange. And I feel like the if you if you know yoga and if you've learned yoga, it's an incredible tool to just connect with people. And, and, and for me, that's my platform to share, and it's going to allow me to do so many other things and help so many people. So mm-hmm. that I would say the next thing. Um, is to take other teachers' classes you know, mm-hmm. as much as you can, whether that be online on, on the Nike app or, uh, you know, with you on your app. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just take as many classes as possible because <laughs> there's so many things to learn. And if you don't learn anything, at least you learn what not to do True. or what didn't work for you. Um, and then lastly, I would just say, make sure you have your own practice because if you're... How can you teach someone if you're not practicing it? You know, it's like that... It's a real, I, I see a lot of yoga teachers fall into that because it, it's easy to kind of just preach, but it's, you know, to, to put in the work. And I, I feel like that's why I'm so humbled when we do these teacher trainings, because it like, you can't fake it, you know? It's yeah. like, you're just there, you know? You're being, you're being observed by, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just me, it's everyone in the training. That's why it's so powerful, because everyone's being observed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would just say, cultivate that, that practice for you and I feel like if you can do it and experience it and feel it, it's going to feel so good and rich for others when you share
2: it. Truth, truth. We can only uh, really share from that space of deep embodiment. And I feel like embodiment is the, the truest essence of our practice. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the fruit, you know? It's like when you do take the time and put in the breath work and, you know, dive deeper into the animal flow and, you know, jump into the, you know, all the things. It's like the deep meditations, like those are literally going to be what shows in your teachings. Yeah. And when people like listen to those stories, they're like, wow, like that hit home. And it's because it's a true experience. Yeah you know and I feel that's the most important thing that we could do is like speak from true experience
1: yeah it's, it's cool like to bring those into classes and I think that's what kind of separates this style of yoga from others is it really allows people to feel that full range of emotion and, and bringing in some, some like those realistic truthful stories can kind of sometimes crack people open and, mm-hmm. and, um, and relate you know I think that's the thing is sometimes yeah. yoga can be unrelatable yeah so, Definitely, um, for a lot of people. But yeah, man, this is uh, what a journey. It's been awesome <laughs> to share it with you,
2: dude. And the journey continues. The yeah. journey continues.
1: What about you, man? What are you? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. What what what's on your horizon?
2: Ah, I mean, so many epic things on the horizon. Um, what is most uh, exciting for me right now is really creating a space where. Uh, people can come to practice, to meditate, to learn acro yoga, to learn healthy eating, great vegan recipes. And so I built out this app, Andrew7Sealy. I'm super excited about it. I've been putting out a lot of really beautiful content and it's like all going to drop on July 7th.
1: Ooh, so it's coming up.
2: Yeah, yeah. The app is already out there and I'm giving the first 2,000 users the app for free. So it's just like, you know, I downloaded it. <laughs> you see, you see, it's always the homies first, the people that, that really know about it. I love to I be actually able to swipe
1: up when you tell me to swipe up. You aw, know, thank
2: I'm, you. Thank yeah, you. It's a
1: really beautiful app and I can't wait to see the, the updated version.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know. I have a
1: lot to share, man. Not just yoga. I mean, the, the recipe, I mean, the waffles you made last night <laughs> with the homemade cashew coconut cream. I mean. You're you're a chef,
2: man. I appreciate it. I I love, you know, I feel like everything that we do is an expression that comes from us. And if we're truly, you know, invived in allowing source to channel through us, then everything that we create will be art. Mm. And I see it with you and how you teach. And I see it in, you know, even the eye-gazing exercise that we did yesterday with the students. It was just like so potent and so beautiful and i feel that we all have that capacity to share and it's just a matter of tapping in and allowing it to flow through us
1: i really love what you just said about um the art coming from coming from us and if we if we take that quality everything can become art yeah and um yeah i mean it's when you practice it becomes clear when you when you're when you're doing something and you're present it becomes so clear that like real creativity is like already within us mm-hmm. it's not like something that we have to reach out and grab it's it's already here, it's here. so thanks for reminding me of that
2: ha, anytime uh, anytime let's, uh, let's let's expand
1: our creativity today on some of these uh, adventures these waterfall adventures
2: we're about to go on an adventure man i can't wait for you to see this waterfall man (laughs) this waterfall is one of my favorites i mean we went last year but it's like rainy season right now it's just like it's it's pumping it's powerful for sure and i gotta take you to my favorite beach where the retreat center is gonna be so yep but before that i want to leave our yogis with one golden nugget of advice that they can use when they're feeling down when they're in that little dark space of you know not feeling like they're enough or perhaps when they're just lacking motivation you know when they need that little bit of inspiration to keep pushing on and to keep practicing and to to keep truly investing in that sense of self-worth and and self self self-love
1: yeah i feel like i could answer that like in two ways i mean Yeah, I feel like, first of all, you know, what actually reminded me of it was the lecture that we had the other day on the uh, Bhagavad Gita, and um, one of the the things that she said was, or at least the overall underlying message is, real change is hard to come by until you can accept where you are in that moment, and that kind of hit home, because if you're, let's say you're in a place where you feel maybe a little stuck or you feel like depressed or, you know, anxious... You can't get out of that unless you can fully accept exactly where you are. And then the change happens. Mm-hmm. So I would say acceptance is key. And then also just knowing that one of my mantras is the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really simple, but like it's no matter where you are, it's like the best is yet to come.
2: Mm-hmm. That's such it's, a good one. It's simple. <laughs> yeah.
1: The night is darkest just before the dawn truth
2: be told so,
1: truth be you never told know. every every breath every moment is an opportunity to begin again no matter what has happened in the past mm-hmm. and um you know let your meditation remind you of that let your practice remind you of that and let every moment be anew a new baby mm. and continue to live light and shine hey. bright forever thanks for having me brother uh, so so I'm excited to to see the evolution of of Yoga Revealed continue to reach so many people and yeah. all the incredible people you're going to be interviewing and
2: um, I'm grateful to be on here and and uh, do another teacher training with you in September. Yeah. In so if you guys are looking for a teacher training, let me just tell you, this is uh, no. one of the most powerful teacher trainings that I've ever been a part of and I've assisted many. And I think that right now is more than ever the time to jump in and to really polish your shine because right now is the time yeah. <laughs> indeed blessings. blessings cheers brother yes indeed many blessings and cheers to you yogis all around the world thank you so much for tuning in thank you for being a part of this growing expanding community thank you for continuing to live your light and to forever shine bright until next time on the next episode of yoga revealed podcast blessings Hey.